Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, uh-huh. in, <laughs> in between episodes, we've been talking about the thing that we said we're going to hold off until we're drunk enough, and it's already had us in tears, so I've just started recording. We're still not going to talk about it now, but welcome, welcome, welcome. This is part three of the Distraction Pieces Con- Podcast, drunk cast, where we're all a bit drunk now. Um, Hello. Brought to you by Speech Development Records, where you can buy my Edinburgh Fringe show for just five pounds on download. You can also buy loads of good T-shirts and merch. Um, in fact, let's start part three by talking about the drunk cast T-shirts because we've got oh, a few of them left to ship. Yes, we um, have got a couple of them. So we'll left have a quick shift. chat on that. SpeechDevelopmentRecords.com. Come fuck with us. Um, let's drop the theme tune. Drop the beat. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. Right, we're going to kick off by starting talking about the drunk ass t-shirts because yes. we. Since they've come out, we've not really plugged them. I mean, we've sold a couple of hundred, I think. We've sold a pretty oh, penny. Zavi's walked in. Here Hello. she is. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Zavi. Um, yeah, I mean, we've sold a good few, but we because they came out just before we did the drunk cast with Christmas with Ramesh and Brett. Hmm. We couldn't really talk about much because no, we've got so in. much to talk about. But so hmm. we did these t-shirts based on different stupid stories yep. that we've told. Yep. On the drunk cast, and one, I think my favourite is Stu's, just because it's the whiff in. It's a logo mm. for the whiff in. Which, it looks fucking fresh. It's just crazy that it's essentially a uniform for. I've just pulled a muscle in my thigh. Um, I'll stand up. Just ignore me. Um, it's essentially a uniform for the shed at the back of your garden. Absolutely, and that's a beautiful mm. thing that that yeah. exists. Yeah. And people have bought it and wear it. It's got a bit. Of a, well, you've got me that lovely sign for Christmas. I've got you the, the sign and, for and Christmas. That's, that's yeah. now up outside where we're. And it was the, they were all designed by Claire Hoops, yeah, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Claire, Claire smashed fucking, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we the Chris to, one, yeah. the Chris one conceptually is possibly my favourite. But it's not the one that's easiest to see the design no. online, if that makes sense. But you so know what? It's, it's a logo for Craig's yeah. Dojo. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. has things that they can learn, like... Wall walking, white Russians... Um, Randas. I don't know. Door kicking. Ra- yeah, door kicking. Like and then it says that no experience <laughs> or pants required. Exactly. Um, Any drunk cast fan will know what that what that's yeah, about. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's... the. They go, and mine um, is on one of the episodes. I nicked it off my mate Chris, uh, Chris Jones, who I, I thank you I, very much. No, Chris Jones, who I thought, and I said it drunk at one point on this, not thinking. Obviously, I've stolen it off him, and yeah. it's turned into the one we've used. But it's where I said when one of you said you're going to hell for that, and I yeah, said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to hell. Yeah, um, riding a fireball backwards. A, a listen to Thunderstruck with two middle fingers up. Um, no, it was good, and, and 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 that's what that one was d- d- designed and based on. Um, and yeah, they're all available in the web store. You can buy them individually. I don't think we can do the because originally we did a packet to but get we, all three. We sold they hella, sold hella so low perks, didn't we? Yeah, because that's it. We've we've not got. I don't think we've got any sizes that we've got 
left in all three sizes, if that yeah. makes sense. Mm. So Stu might have sold out of mediums. Stu sold, sold out of larges. Yeah. Bit rude. Yeah, the big boys. The big boys like Stu. I, I sold out of double badasses. Let's talk about who sold the most. I mean, that was me. And then? Then Stu. Oh, hello. And Craig's design is in third place. But as I said, I think it is harder to, to read, to see it all, because it's a complex design. I don't think we need to even justify... You know what? In many ways, sometimes there's someone who's more of a dangerous yeah, loner. Struggling there, mate. Yeah. Dangerous yeah, loner. Yeah, and that's that T-shirt right now, so we'll be fine with that. But yeah, there, there are, are some available. Um, go and swoop them up. In fact, I think... The bundles are still available in the girls' sizes because it turns out it's mainly men that like listening to us drunk idiots. So, but that's fine. Um, yeah, sweep them up. Speech development records. They do. Do you know what? B- big ups to Claire Hoops and check her out on Instagram and stuff. Mm. Yeah, they're because amazing. her designs are fucking brilliant. Mm. They really and big are. Up to she does other things. Yeah, yeah, I mean, how mental, is, how fucking mental is it that we sit in your shed? Yeah. and get drunk. Yeah. And not only do people listen, people wear T-shirts based on us sitting in your chairs yeah. and getting drunk. It's um, fucking nuts, isn't it? And, and we've had um, <laughs> lots of messages and stuff like that where people um, even message us um, the other week just saying, just checked out the first hardcore listening, uh, hardcore listening even, yeah. and uh, wearing my my uh, drunk class T-shirt uh, whilst doing so. And uh, you just think, fair play. It's uh, nuts, isn't uh, it? That's, See, that's I saw brilliant. someone tweet saying, are you going to be doing some T-shirts Hardcore listing as a responsible a marketing person. I responded to saying, We've still got some drunk cast t shirts left, so until yeah. they're sold, you can't merge your own right. podcast. Behave yourselves, lads. But, um, it's it's come, horrible, like to that, come, really. I mean, mm. even though you've got a clothing company, <laughs> let's talk, <laughs> we can do what we want. Let's talk about dreams. Now, dreams. there's a few different things here. I've got three dreams that I want to tell you about, and I know. As I can contest from being friends with Chris for a long time, hearing about other people's dreams is so boring. Do you know what? Uh, <laughs> the amount of times I wake up and I go, and my missus... And you've got a stiffy, oh. and you're like, I wish you were Chris. <laughs> Hello. That was dreams, guys. Um, <laughs> board games. <laughs> God, the amount of times you wake up... And, I, <laughs> and I'm like... Um, Carol, Carol, have I ever told you that I really want to punch Chris in his cunt face? <laughs> no, um, but no. Like, yes, <laughs> of course you have. Um, He's here. I knew it the minute I saw him. <laughs> but um, now, the amount of times that you've woke up and you've had a really vivid dream, mm. and you're just like, "Whoa!" And I was like, "Fucking hell!" Last night, right? I had this dream that I was driving this car, and uh, before you've even finished the first line, you know that other person's thinking, "Well, it was just a dream. Uh, nothing actually happened. You're boring the shit out of me." Yeah. I really just want to go and have some Frosties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, mate. Uh, you've summed it up perfectly If there, Gabrielle mate. would have sung about that in Dreams. Yeah. Dreams aren't very interesting. Yeah. Just yeah. So, eat my Frosties. I will now proceed to tell you three of my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the first one was something... It just amused me that how powerful dreams are. Like, I genuinely, for a couple of days, I was pissed off at my brother. Because in a dream I had... He pulled an actress that I really fancy by doing this this terrible film. Oh, all I've got in my note is a film with numbers in pun joke. I don't remember <laughs> what it was. I remember we were at a party and I was sitting near her and I was like, I'm going to chat to her. And then my brother turned up and he sat down and made some shit joke that wasn't even that good. 
And she loved it, and within minutes they were getting off of each other. And I was, I woke up furious I with my brother. Love Ian. I, I yeah. just hate. I, was, I woke up what furious. A legend. No, Ian but that was dreams. He's even brilliant. He is, isn't he? See, that didn't was have it. his shirt off. Didn't kidnap <laughs> anyone. Didn't murder anyone. It was just, just being pretty just normal, being funny. Um, and I was annoyed. And then I justified it. I, I got myself over the annoyance by going, "Well, it was my dream, so it was my pun joke." So kind mm. of I pulled her really because mm-hmm. I. I I mean, I can, I, can, I, can, I can explain how you'll access uh, the ability to control your own dreams by that, that conclusion. But... So my second dream, um, I was, <laughs> and I've told Chris this because it just tickled me, that it was after one of the drunk, I think it was after the last drunk cast, in fact. So we'd gone home, and in my dream, I was, I just liked this one line. <laughs> it's tickling <laughs> me. I dropped Chris off at a nightclub um, <laughs> on New Year's Eve. The beauty here is, even in my dreams, I'm not going into the clubs. Mother I'm still, I'm dropping him off and going home, going to, home, to, watch going home to watch a film. Like, yeah, that's, that's the craziest you get on New Year's Eve, dropping me off somewhere. Yeah, basically. and that's it, I'm going home to watch a film. And um, he had a white shirt on, and as he was getting out of the car, I kind of said, is that a new shirt? And he said, all serious, just looked at me and I like who I am in a white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> A white shirt, Chris, is my favourite Chris. <laughs> I think it might be my favourite Chris. <laughs> That's all I remember from it. It was just wonderful. I was like, the sincerity of his of white shirt, Chris. And weirdly, mm. the club was where the UCI used to be uh, over at Lakeside. Oh, gosh. You know, really? the retail yeah, parks. Yeah, there was yeah. a club there, and that's where I was dropping you. Yeah. A white shirt, Chris. Can you, can you remember the, my um, the, the bar that was next to it? I don't think we were old enough to be rolling it in there, man. It weren't Fat Willies. It was that called something like a, that. It was like a kind of surf, surf really? shack kind of bar that was next to the 10 screen. Amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. They've like become it. where the sweets are. Not so, Scooby-Doo. I'm quickly going to go into to, to dream number three. And I've made these... I'm realising I've made these notes as I've woken up. And as you were saying, they're kind of vivid and then yeah. odd. But, Instantly so become boring. In yeah. this dream, I'm in a competition... And there's kind of crowds and that. And it's different things each round to get to the final. Um, and it, the crowds are building. The finals come up. And the final, it's me against Kylie. Obviously, mm. of, 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 of yeah, the Minogue yeah, sisters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and the final contest is a drinking contest. And I have to go first. She's going to smash the shit out of you. God, I have to go first. And I've, again, I've been doing this these different contests all day I've won stuff crowds have started to come in there was a bit of an issue with where the crowd are allowed to stand but that was resolved <laughs> that is such a big dream <laughs> ridiculous there's, there's an issue there was a bit of an issue about the uh, gold or silver uh, straps it gets, and uh, it, it got resolved it becomes more of a pip dream so it's all building up I'm going first there's all announcements they introduce us you're against Kylie and I'm like fucking hell I love Kylie she's the shit mm-hmm. um, and they've lined all the drinks up there and the way it had to be was a pint and then a shot and then a pint and then a shot and that was so you had to go in that order mm. um, and you had to get for as much as you, as you can and they're doing a countdown and I'm getting the crowd all hyped I'm getting all, I'm getting all, yeah, yeah, yeah and then it gets down to zero and I grab my first pint and I don't drink it and I say that alcohol is a very serious <laughs> thing and just because there's a jeering crowd I'm not going to down pints I, I <laughs> I made a statement of saying I'm 35 oh, years old. Oh, he's even spoiling dreams. <laughs> 
I said, I'm, I'm 35 years old. I'm not going to down pints because there's a jeering crowd cheering me on to make me do Why so. Why not? What would you have done, Craig? Jesus Christ, man. There's no jeering crowd in the Craig's tree. <laughs> so the ultimate kind of point there is that even in my dreams I'm boring as fuck. But it was, yeah, they were all... Responsibility, people. Yeah. yeah and, wow. and the fact that oh, I was that responsible <clears throat> about drinking in my dreams, yeah, we've done five maybe six episodes of the drunk cast and at no point have we said drink responsibly guys no, <laughs> and never. So I literally I hit Acast up saying hey we could get some, some some alcohol companies to sponsor the drunk cast and they were like well no we can't because you, you're not responsible about drinking <laughs> at all yeah. and it's like no alcohol company will back you because <laughs> you just get hammered And yeah. but in my dreams I'm v- v- very very responsible about drinking so I like that. Well, there we go. What would you do in your wildest dreams? I would drink responsibly. <laughs> I would regulate a crowd's <laughs> enjoyment of a drinking contest. It was a great opportunity to make a point, a wider mm. point, I think. Well, this is a nice link. So I'm going to bore you about dreams for only 30 seconds. And then, gonna, and then we're going to go into an <laughs> So I've controlled my dreams since, what, nine or ten. So lucid dreaming. And um, that's great for me. It's the most boring thing to talk about any- mm-hmm. with anyone else with because it's not relatable. Um, yet, despite my thoughts of it being hugely important for creativity and humankind, I won't go into that. <laughs> but what I find amazing is the fact that my good friend here invited me somewhere the other day that literally changed my life. Mm. And I and I said that I genuinely said that even in the place. Then I said I, this was a this is a watershed for my life. I got invited in. And there's, there's, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man, nineteen. <laughs> um, so there's been two things recently where Chris was the obvious go-to, and one was this, and the other was when I got Sinner World messaged me because I tweeted saying, "What the fuck is 4D?" Because I saw someone talking about it with Guardians, and Sinner World hit me up going. Look, look, we've got 4D. If you want to come down, right, we'll sort you out a couple of free tickets to experience it. And I looked and Kong Skull Island was on. And that was one where I was like, Chris, he's, he loves a monster movie. He's the right mm. person for this. It was, it was literally, it was perfect. But the other one was my mate, Mike Salmon, who's, who's lovely. I've known him for years. I met him through Dan Lassac. He's a lovely dude and he works at Universal. And he hit me up saying, we're experimenting with some stuff with... VR and there was a few things he wanted to talk to me about um, but he basically said do you want to come around, come in and try it out at some point um, and again I was like perfect I hit Chris up because I knew of your number one you're a big gamer gamer, and number mm-hmm. two your lucid dreaming um, yeah. has bored me to tears in the past yeah, so yeah. it was kind of it was, it was both of them and we went down not really knowing what to expect right yeah. and I, I'd heard Rogan talk about them before and he was like I think Brendan Sharp questioned one, saying, well, the graphics aren't there yet. You're not going to feel like you're in the real world. And Rogan's argument was, the way we know we're in the, the real world is when you, you look at your own hands or whatever else. So if when you've got these goggles on, you, you look at your hands and their cartoon hands, within five minutes, that is the real world. It's as real as anything you know. It's, if, if, if you can't look and see that you're not, it's as real as anything, right? If everywhere you look... You see, so you know it's it's it, it, it is it, it is yeah. it, it tricks it tricks your brain quite quickly, and we found that instantly. The first game, or the first three things, oh, we tried were just experiences. I really went. It was a 
a dinosaur coming down um, uh, a corridor that was standing on the edge of like a tower, like looking down and being able to look around and genuinely edging up to the edge of it carefully because you're kind of, yeah, on edge and yeah, and things like that. And amazing, it, yeah, right? mate, it was it was mind blowing. I, so, I was blown away um, by how quick you get dr- drawn, into, drawn it. into it. So I didn't, I didn't, you know, we're busy whatever you'd said come to this I hadn't thought about it much I was like oh that'll be cool but I didn't pay much attention yeah. to it VR because it's you know in the early 90s we spoke about this with Russell um, at Blockbuster Party when we had him on uh, when v- VR first came out it all slipped us by <sighs> so I weren't really looking I was looking forward to it but I didn't think about it got in there the first experience I had put on the headset and I just watched Pip do it and when you watch it on the screen what your mate is doing it's not that exciting because it's in two dimensions. No matter if they're looking around or not, it's still two dimensions. When you put that helmet on, it's not that experience. You can't even compare it to watching it on a screen. The thing that got you me get depth, was angle. Yeah, was the first time I turned around. Yeah. So the first two experiences, I was looking around. I was like, "This is amazing," but I was generally just looking forward still because that's where. A screen is. Because you're an amateur. And that's what I'm used to. That's yeah. where computer games are, the screen's in front of you. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was on the second or third thing on there that I kind of, I looked behind me and it made you realise, oh shit, I'm I'm in the middle of this world. It's it's 360. It's not just this 180 in front of me that's this and weird... It's, and it's picking up every thing. every subtle head movement you make. Yeah. Stu's fucking bored of out, out of his mind. I mean, we'll get to some <laughs> babies with big dicks in a minute, mate. Don't worry about it. And not, not really <laughs> there's, my, there's none of it gun. in the VR. <laughs> and uh, basically, um, that, that dinosaur, when that amazing. dinosaur showed up, it blew me away. My heart rate went up. Mm. It went up, Stu. And when I walked to the edge of the thing, I tried to walk over it. I walked into the the, the desk thing. Yeah, yeah. And that um, was the thing that got me as well, because the, the amount I got into it, I was still doing it in a room with two of my mates who mm. were talking. Mm. So you've always got that, although all you can see is this world, you're very aware. The thing that made me go, you could go down a rabbit hole with this shit is doing it at home on your own have you mm. not got noise cancelling headphones on or? you do have uh, you do, for the, but again, for the this, last this thing we did for you yeah. to hear people if, really. if you want it oh, oh that's it the ones that we were playing didn't particularly have any sound on yeah, so even if yeah, they're noise yeah. cancelling you can still hear yeah, and yeah. that's handy because we, we yeah. don't know what we're doing yeah, so yeah, yeah, you yeah, needed yeah, yeah. to be able to say so just move this forward and go and do that and yeah there's, there's so much there but Compared to Lu- Lucid Dreaming, the thing is there, you can share that experience. You can go, oh shit, we did this. With yeah. Lucid Dreaming, you can't. But Imagine Lucid Dreaming is still kind of better, but it is different. Imagine two of you in it. Yeah. So two God. heads, so you're both in mm. that world, mm. and you can be, a look over there at that. Oh, it'll go there. It'll and, be there, mate. And shit it'll like be that. madness. Yeah, man. So yeah, what a, what a wonderful experience. And thank you so much it. for Mike Salmon as yeah, well. That. Yeah, it man, was... That was really cool. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I... I it, I, I I was like, well, we'll have a look at this and we'll see how it all works out. But it fucking blew me away. So yeah, that was l- lovely stuff. So then, Stu, what you got to say? Because you look really fucking bored of us talking about. No, I don't. Uh, dreams. Um, I've done a four D experience. I went to a um, a trade show for my my day job. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> one of the it was at the XL, and one of the companies there had a. 4D experience oh, right. thing and yeah I thought it was pretty cool so you put the whole, the whole headset on yeah, and all that other did, shit it, 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 yeah I, did, I can't I'm not the sort of person that can 
throw myself into it. No, and it's, just, it's, and, and, it's finding the right thing, though, in the right yeah, one. Because yeah. what surprised me was the one that we both lost ourselves in most was it's just a black room uh, and you're drawing stuff in this, in, yeah. that stays there in the sky. Yeah, so there's yeah. no reality there. It's not trying to be reality. It's just this empty space. And he had a music. He put a playlist on the headphones, which was brilliant. And, it was really a playlist. You just you're in this world, and he was saying to, he he he's wanted to try it out before, so he's come in on his day off, and he spent five six hours like building this amazing thing, and then it's the weirdest thing to take the headset off, and it's not there anymore. Yeah, you know, you've, you've, you've spent hours Stu in this world. Nearly, do you know what? There was a point when we were doing top, uh, we were doing something with one of our guests, which was yeah. top five computer games. It was yeah. really cool, and there was a point where Stu's. Uh, interest had peaked and it almost looked like if I had fucking walked him in and put him on a console he'd have started playing it yeah and uh, right at the moment it don't look like that I don't think we've got him there (laughs) (laughs) but the other day he was so excited about it he was like oh wow are we going to talk next about UFC or about I've got one that's Craig Chris or offending Craig stroke Chris um, Scarlett Johansson's statement on monogamy and Killer Mike's repeated statements on these subjects. So it's all—it's kind of a monogamy and a relationship one to discuss. Or UFC. Shall we do some UFC first? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk. Um, Stu's got a, a long list of stuff. Yes. The thing that I noticed the other day, it wasn't until I messaged... And this isn't hating on, on the UFC at the moment at all. It just... I never realised that... All male weight classes in the UFC are currently kind of in flux. Mm-hmm. So you look at heavyweight, everyone's a bit old. Mm-hmm. There's not really any exciting yep. contenders. Yep. Similar with light heavyweight where J- Jones is Jones in, Cormier and... <laughs> I mean, you look at Cormier, R- Rumble, Rumble, Manua, maybe, Gustafsson's... Dropped up and down. There's not that much excitement there. They've all. It's all people. Yeah, but who's Gustafsson lost to? It's all people. Oh, oh, that's what I mean. Though. It's all people who've, who've fought each other. That, yeah, again, it's, yeah, I'm yeah, not. Yeah. The thing is, none of this is saying it's shit because there's been some amazing events uh, events recently. But just the the just just belts wise, you then then go to middleweight, and you've got Bisping who's fighting GSP, mm. which means Romero can't get a title shot and yeah. he's in limbo. Jacare's in limbo, Weidman, Weidman. <laughs> and Musasi, all of these yeah. people are kind of in limbo. He then, then go to welterweight, and again, there's not that much. There's, you've, 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 you've had the Thompson and, and Wonderboy. It feels like the welterweights are waiting to see what happens with GSP and Bisping. Um, Meyer had a title shot. He's got to fight someone else again. You then go to lightweight. You've got Connor, who's holding up the division to go and fight Mayweather. If you then go to fe- to featherweight and they're recovering from the Connor stuff, they're kind of it's there's not much going on there. You've not got no, an actual champ. No, no, you've got no, multiple no. interim champs. Yeah. Um, then you've got what's 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 the next weight? So bantamweight. That may be the one that's got the most excitement, I guess, but that's held up because of tough. So you've got um, Cody against uh, Cruz, a, a TJ, uh, TJ. Um, but that's the. the Mate, some, of the, a, some of the promo for that is really moments. It's been great, but again, it's waiting on a TV show, yeah, and then yeah. you've got a, a Demetrius who's cleaned out the division. He's beaten everyone there is. Yeah, They've yeah, done a whole yeah, TV yeah. show to get him a new fighter. He beat him. 
And it's just weird. There's never been a time where, outside of the women's division, every belt's just kind of floating in yeah. in flux. There's no one really contending that's new contenders or exciting I, or, I, or I agree. I agree. And I think also... Um, it's weird. That can be exciting. It's weird. It can be a problem in the sense that sometimes you like to get behind the champ, right? Yeah, yeah. Or sometimes, I do. It's, sometimes it's, I like to it's get behind the just, champ. It's more just liking someone having an option of chasing the belt, which isn't the case at the moment. No. Like the 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 Ferguson and 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 Khabib one was killer that that didn't happen, but it was it was exciting because then whichever one wins that has a legitimate thing that when Connor comes back and all that because that fell through. Ferguson's kind of in limbo and it's yep. just yep. all of them they're just kind of waiting around again m- m- middleweight is possibly as stacked as it has ever been mm-hmm. but none of the fights mean anything because we've got to wait until they decide when GSP is going to fight Bisping yeah. and then what they do after mm-hmm. that um, yeah, yeah, whoever yeah. wins that yeah. if Anderson wins his next fight pretty likely they'll give Anderson a shot at the belt again because Anderson v GSP at last yeah. it's the biggest yeah. thing ever Anderson v Bisping Bisping beat Anderson but Anderson knocked Bisping out do you know what I mean it's like yeah. you've got this whole division of monsters yeah. that aren't going to get a shot for at least a year man. Yeah, 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 yeah. and they're not young monsters either it's it's a weird situation very yeah. weird when, when we first got into it there were very established uh, leaders in yeah. each category yeah. and um, in ways that's kind of cool but in other ways it's not and now we're but, but in other ways but, but we're in the complete opposite of that now aren't we yeah but then you look at Bellator and god damn have they got some fighters now oh, oh where they signed Bader recently um, and Lorenz Larkin they're they're um, a Madison Square Garden card that's Chow against Vandalay. <laughs> Grudge match. F- Fedor against Mitrione. A- a Lorenz Larkin, who was, I think, top five at welterweight in the UFC, has got a wins over Lawler and numerous beasts. He's getting a title sh- a, sh- a shot against L- a Lima. And you look at that, that welterweight division alone, that you've got a, a-, a Lima... Lorenz Larkin, Rory Mac- McDonald, Paul Daly, MVP. Yes, You've got all of these people. It's like, right. man, this is suddenly a really exciting... Yeah. What's Benson fighting at? Um, he, he fought a, 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 a world weight. He lost to... I can't remember the name of the champ who, who Lima took the belt off. Yeah, Smashed Benson. Yeah, he smashed him. So you've got him in there and you've got Benson in there. You've got... there Again, it's that weird thing because I still think that the UFC is the highest level of competitor. But there's there's... There's, there's something exciting going on in Bellator where it's all it's all up for grabs, and yeah. there's a lot of contests and a lot of good fighters who who haven't f- fought before, and, and suddenly there's there's these exciting. I, th- I think I think the UFC need that. I think they. I, I think that a monopoly in anything is dangerous. Yeah. And and, and, and I was and exactly. Yeah. I, I was. Um, I've I, I've been the biggest. Well, no, not biggest. I've really back the UFC and what they've done for years and, and in many ways sometimes shunned the other other yeah. the other the other ones like K one and that I never really respected it yeah. completely. I felt that how it was I felt it was fixing fights effectively. Or pride more pride. Pride K one's the kickboxing. Yeah, beg your pardon pride. Now you've got these other ones like Bellator who are getting credibility with Binton, even Bama now. When we've gone to Bama events it's I went to Bama shots. events. I it's went to a few com- Bama events. Good ten years ago, and I couldn't get down with it because there was no. a lot of drunk, 
British jobs. The standard wasn't that high in the cage. That's all changed. Bama, people like um, Mark Diakesi, who we saw in, in, in London mm. at the UFC. We've seen him twice in Bama, looking like a beast. Yeah. And then he's straight in the UFC. And he's getting there as a title contender already. He's two fights in and he's smashed the shit out of his opponents. Mm. And Yeah. Exactly, and they've got other places to go, and I yeah. think you need that. I, I think, think you a need a fighters' union, and I think you need other places to go as a fighter. Equally, make no mistake, that isn't saying that the UFC's in trouble or shit, because things like, I know it fell through, but Habib, Tony Ferguson, is the most excited I've been about a fight yep. in yep. a long yeah, time. Yeah, I, I was. I was. And, and, and that fell through because of weight cutting and because of these things, but still, they've got a lot of fighters in there that are, are just... Yeah, make no mistake. Yeah. Exciting, and there's some huge matchups. It's just weird that it's not necessarily the title picture at the moment that's the most exciting. Again, at middleweight, I will watch excitedly Rockhold, Weidman, Amusasi, Jacare, and Romero. Mm-hmm. Any of them fight any of yeah, them. Yeah, 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 top, yeah. top level, yeah, hugely yeah. excited. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. again, it's not hating, it's just this weird state of flux with people coming back or people holding up divisions to go off and fight in other divisions yeah. or go and do boxing matches or whatever else is totally strange. Agree. Totally agree. But yeah, so uh, what UFC notes have you got, Stu? Just going back through some fights um, since yes. we last spoke. Um, obviously, you spoke about the Woodley um, yep. Wonderboy. Yeah. Um, on that card, obviously, we see Richard beaten again. Yeah, um, that's tough. Against looking, a tough dude. Looking so... so so little, yeah. Richard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Really? very, very yeah. little. I thought. Um, Overeem Hunt was on that card. Yeah, it was um, a great scrap. Yeah, two yeah. just absolute beasts. And speaking of beasts, the back, the black beast, Derek uh, Lewis has just been confirmed. His next fight's against Hunt. Against, against Hunt. Hunt. Oh, yeah, it's a great matchup. They're both. Yeah. They're probably the two heaviest hitters. Yeah, they're bangers. Yeah. Heavyweight, and they um, Hunt's easily the more technical of the two. Strikers, but Lewis might be the heavier-handed. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a beast of it. Don't rate Lewis at all. Really, don't rate him. He's amazing um, on, on on social media. He's impressed me a lot more in his fights where he's got better and better. But I agree. Yeah. The I was, I was saying this about uh, about heavyweight. Other than in Garnu, mm-hmm. there's no one at heavyweight that I look at and go, "Wow." Yeah, Stipe's great. Yeah, but he's pretty. A vanilla. He's he's pretty plain. He's like he's just a, a really good. It's the same way I think I felt about a Weidman yeah, who was yeah, beating yeah, everyone. Yeah, he's yeah, cracking, yeah. but he's just kind of yeah. He's just really good all round fighter. Yeah. He's a reasonable all rounder. Yeah, nothing yeah. nothing jumps out that you're so, like oh and, shit. And, watch and out. Garner's exciting. And when I said this online, someone said it, like how about a, a, a Lewis? And I was exactly. I was like, I think he's hilarious. I think he's a great character. I think his post fight talks are great. I think everything. But I think he's a. He's a bit of a cryback to the old. It's a big dude who can punch hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, at the moment, his stamina is not great. His, you know, it, oh, make no mistake. Again, anytime there's any criticism, here, they would all kick the shit out of me. At yeah. Any weight class, male or female, in UFC. But yeah, I agree. I don't. He's yeah. He's not. He's not going to be that that highlight real guy. Yeah. Um, there was an event at the O2. Um, oh yeah. I got. I, 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 do you know? I just didn't fancy it. Did we go to that, Chris? I don't think we did, mate. Did we no, go? No, yeah, no, that's the one where it. we went and sat in the front row. And we had the, the VIP, oh. so it was free food and free booze all night. Those really expensive tickets. Yeah. Oh, because, yeah. Um, like, people, my heroes were sat behind me. 
Keith Flint people, was just behind us. Keith yeah. Flint, who you know, he's Keith one Flint of my was just behind us. And, but, but, legend. Front, but literally, we were stood there as everyone was walking. We're that close. We could touch them. We stood. Th- yeah, they were filming us loads accidentally. Aren't yeah, we were all yeah, there, yeah, we? yeah. That was the, the yeah the O two. We saw a Brad Pickett, the legend Brad Pickett's last ever fight. Remember? No, but we were all there. Stu, Stu, you remember that, right, mate? Uh, Stu, did you? <laughs> oh, were you not there? No, mate. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to give you a. It was a bit of a drunk. Pu- it was a bit of a drunk cast thing, wasn't it? I, yeah, I, I, the I, drunk I felt... cast crew were there. All the I, drunk I, cast I of, gang were I there. I sort of felt like I was there because you were texting me every couple <laughs> of minutes, just telling me it was the best night ever. It was but pretty all, amazing, wasn't it? I thought it? we invited all the drunk cast gang. Yeah. The week the before thing we should have fight night, it felt, um, Gusman it felt, versus Bell It felt a bit more fun. It was more fun. Usually, it was a lot more yeah, loose, was, wasn't it? It was loose, yeah. It felt younger. The week before that was UFC Fox <laughs> with Derek Lewis versus Travis Brown. <laughs> it was Hendrix versus Lombard on that card. It was a really good fight. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, sorry, mate. Do Belfort you know what? That would have been really uh, No, let's go. Let's, let's, I want to talk about the O2 show because yeah. I know I know you mm. pair of pricks went and thought it's fucking It would have been like, all jokes aside, hilarious. it would have been absolutely golden if you were there, mate, to be honest with you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he's standing right in front of us. Um, right, um, Manoa, Corey Anderson. Oh, Manoa just looked like a monster, didn't mm. he? Yeah. I thought, I thought yeah. it was all right. Um, he's fucking... He took the guy's head off. I yeah. know. Like a straight. Mate, you weren't mm. there. I just... You yeah, can only I, see I, it I by just, a camera, I, I, not like face-to-face. Yeah, face. I don't know. I'm not interested in the call-out for David A. afterwards. I know... I loved it. I know you did. I loved it. And, 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 and it, I have to explain the reason. I'm not a big fan of the Conor Mayweather thing. I'm not a fan of holding up the divisions. I'm not a fan mm. of MMA v boxing. But... Connor Mayweather looks like it's happening and they're going to need an undercard. And what Manoa did was he said, my first choice is I want a title shot. Um, I've beaten most of the people that are available. I want a title shot. If not, I want David Hay. And David Hay v Manoa on the undercard of Connor Mayweather is a fucking clever idea. Is that... Is it? Yeah, because it's going to be America, the biggest thing. Anyone thing. gives a fuck about David Hay or Jimmy Manoa? Right, but do you think who do you think has a better chance of an amazing of a victory? Ma- Manoa knocking out David Hay in the co-main event, or Connor doing anything yeah, against no, Mayweather? No, no, no. I, I, I have no. So I think it's got a chance. I have no qualms about that, that, that being a great fight. Yeah, but I just don't think in UFC in in in, in America. Yeah, because that fight will be in Vegas. Yeah, anyone gives a shit at, at this point, really? Completely, completely. Uh, but they're like, probably, probably going to feel the, Manua, but boxing fans aren't really going to care about David. But Hay. they're probably going to fill the undercard anyway with with nothing fights, and that's one that they can push off the fact it's MMA v boxing. Yeah, maybe. And as I said, I think maybe. it's a chance to 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 steal the show. People forget that Mayweather is the best technical boxer. Of a generation, but he's also Ever. not not bestowed with amazing legendary fights. You know, particularly mm. for the casual fan, which that for the will casual be a lot of fan, people. Yeah. That will be a lot of people if it's the biggest pay per view of all time. Yeah. That's ninety percent the casual fan, because yeah. otherwise it'd be the same as every yeah. event. Every yeah, event yeah, 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 so yeah. for the casual fan, there's going to be so, so, so much hype. Then chances are Mayweather's going to move around like a fucking a wizard and jab. Connor's face off and win a decision. 
And not get hit. And not get hit. So, if the fight before that was Manoa taking the fucking head off of David Hay in a glorious, huge thing, that's that's, that's potential show stealing on the biggest pay-per-view event of all time. And I think that's a fucking great idea. Mm. Or Hay taking Jimmy Manoa's head clean off his fucking shoulders. Either way, man, it's, it, yeah. it works. It works for both. I just yeah. think that's a cool, a cool bit of marketing that I, I hadn't thought of, and no one else seems to have thought yeah. of. They yeah. see, this is the biggest. If it happens, it's going to be the biggest pay of all time, and yeah. no one seems to have gone. So, what else is going to be on there? Yeah. If you can go, I'm in the UFC as well, and he's in boxing. Yeah. So, if you two have made the agreement, then it's probably the same people that need to clear us. Yeah. So we can make that happen quite easily and, yeah, potentially... I just, do you know what? I think the this year, and maybe the last six months of last year, was so good for boxing. There were so many good fights coming on and and it just looked like Herm was putting on good, really good cards as well rather yeah. than just like, you know, a headline fight. And I just thought people were talking about boxing again and it was just really exciting. And UFC is growing and growing and growing and bigger. Fucking stick to your sports. Mm. Like, don't make a mockery. Yeah, again, like, I, I agree it. with that, but again, that's that's denying the reality that the biggest that it's look it's looking like it's going to happen. Even Dana has come round for the first time now and said, "Yeah, yeah, it looks like it's going to happen." You've often what, said what, that. Why, though, why, you why often do you think doing it? Why do you think Connor's doing it? A money to to be a one half of the biggest pay per view of all time. And I think it will be. Previously, the biggest pay-per-view has been... Do you, do you a, think Conor McGregor honestly thinks he can win that fight? I don't think he cares. He's, 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 then, then, that, then that's the flaw. It's the biggest pay-per-view of all time. But that's what... Again, he's a marketer. Yeah, but I'm not I, being funny. I, I'm not Brad, sure. Brad Pitt like... could go and sell on a fight, Floyd Mayweather, mm-hmm. and it would be one of the biggest fights of all time. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, no, but I'm going that. there thinking I'm never going to win this, but I want the money. Again, I mean... No, it wouldn't. be the biggest fight of all as time. A professional and... As a fighter, he's got to think he's got a chance. And he has. He's got... He's, he can knock anyone out. That's a fact. If he, if, he, if, if he connects. You can't ever be a professional fighter and go into the fight and think... Well, I've got no chance of punching this guy. Have, have you, you know generally I mean? watched... Level, have you generally watched... Connor hanging out when he's not doing when he's not doing his shows and that you watch him hang out and you watch his behaviours. Mm. Connor is a smart guy, but he's not supremely intellectual, right? But I, I so so to me, Connor thinks he's got a great shot at it, mm. and he's well, obsessive. And I think that he's thinking. You see, for me, when people keep saying money or got a chance, money got a chance. To me, I think it's a bit of both. I think he does, and that's what has O'Connor's... led him to the conclusion that that makes perfect sense in both senses. Mate, Connor's, 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 I'm, 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 I'm not hating on Conor McGregor. I fucking love Conor McGregor. Connor, I think Connor he's fucking is brilliant. Connor is well, a sign saying I hate Conor McGregor. I've got a signed room. picture of Conor McGregor who just did, by your shoulder. Who I did your daughter point out as that looks like you? Um, when she was looking at me, uh, she that picture said, of Michael Jackson. <laughs> um, she said it was. Con- ha- it was she went to the gnome in the garden. <laughs> Connor is a supreme gambler. Yeah, and it's as simple as that. Him, him moving up two weight classes. It's a supreme gamble. It's a huge fight. It's a huge thing. If he loses, he's got a, a get out. He's expected to lose. Yeah, but he's not I'm not interested in that. That's not a champion. That's not a champion. And I agree with that. That, that damage limitation of like, well, like, there's my excuse. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that because all the time that Anderson Silver and GSP were at the top of their game, I wanted GSP to step up and take that risk. And his argument was, 
I'm not a middleweight. No, no, I have I've no, not got I, that I have no so issue. It's, it's, it's taking yeah, that, that, that I'm challenge. Talking about, I'm but talking GSP, about going into boxing. Yeah, G- exactly, which is, which is a, a, a similar gamble. It's saying, look, I'm stepping into their ring. It's not a, a combination of the two. I'm stepping in there. I'm going to have a go. I'm going to try and win this. If I win... It's, again, it's it's the same as he's always done. It's the same as, as how it as all his marketing is. It's 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 high risk, huge payoff. If if he talks so much shit, then goes and knocks someone out, the payoff's amazing. If he says I'm going to knock him out in the first round, he does it. Payoff's amazing. If he says I'm going to knock him out in the first round and he loses, it's more humiliating than if he'd just been. It's going to be a fight and all this. I'm- and it's similar with this. He's going in there going. If I do win, I've I've gone into their rules, into their world, and I've won, and I it's the biggest win that you could possibly ever get. I don't think you should go in. There's no way to go into any fight as a professional fighter against other professionals and think hundred percent chance I'm going to win. It's always got to be a risk and a gamble, right? So surely, it's 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 yeah. That's kind of that's part of the game. It's the gamble. I it's think, the risk I of think, it. I think, that, I think, that, I that, can I just say what well, I think for from Connor's perspective, he's a fighter first, but uh, uh, he wants to make money second. And I think that he involved talk and smack talk into that to the point now where he can now talk up any fight that he wants, like this one. But I still think he isn't a wimp. And I think that he wants to have that fight. I'm not saying he is. And I think that he thinks in himself that he, mm. he can have that. Beyond the fact that we might overly, overly intellectualise his decisions before that. Because I also think that money will will, will override any, any way of over-intellectualising a conversation. Mm. Because you can win any conversation. Like, one of the smartest guys I know, he's right here to my right. No disrespects for you, you're also a smart dude. But is exactly. one of the most smartest people I know. He'll make an argument, whatever way he, you know, that he, he finds. But if you've got a lot of money, you can buy 10 of him to argue why he should be fighting him. Mm. But to be honest with you, fight first, money second. And when they realised that made sense and it made commercial sense, now that whole what comes first is completely muddy. We'll never know. We'll never know. But what I do know is I will always watch. If you could say, do you want to see a, a polar bear and a brown bear fight? I'd say, yeah. And putting put Conor I'm McGregor playing, I'm, I'm, in with Mayweather, I want to see it. I'm playing devil's advocate, right? Yeah, um, sure. I'm, I'm a boxing fanatic. <laughs> devil's advocate. And like, and I fucking... I love Conor McGregor. Yeah. I absolutely love watching Conor fight because whenever he fights, it's exciting. And and I, and I think he's he's got an incredible left hand. I think he's, he's, he's brilliant. But I, I don't like the way he just kind of thinks he's got the rights to do whatever he wants in UFC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yes. and, and they pander to it I don't know I, and, I, I think that's one of the, the most exciting and good things about him just because of the way the UFC is set up that it's it's always been is it no 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 no. It's, it's, I've, or, I've got, no, I've, no, no what I'm saying the fact that, all, that all the power has always been no, on the it's, UFC it's, it's not that it's not that it's, it it's not that it, it's not that you know whatever UFC pay fires etc and, and the way that they monopolise I've no it's not about that it's the fact that there's people that have fought their fucking arse off and, and have earned shots mm. and they're not getting them mm. because he's going nah I'm going to go and do this I think and it's, like, I think it's tough I agree in ways I don't agree in ways I think and, and history is a foggy thing is, right the holding up of the divisions history is a foggy thing he won the belt at featherweight he was then he'd cleaned out the featherweight division at that point. He'd beaten everyone other than Frankie Edgar, who was coming off of a loss. So I could justify him moving up 
Absolutely. Fighting for the lightweight belt. Yep. Agreed. He was getting a title shot, then that champion got injured. So he fought Nate. If that had all gone to plan, he goes up, he fights, he wins or loses, and then he can either ev- vacate that belt because he's won the lightweight belt or go back down to featherweight. And, and also, arguably, not fight Nate, who there was, was injury, a bad matchup for well, him. There was injury, he, he fought Nate on late notice, which again, I've got mad respect for because. Yep. A million champions have said no if it's not. Totally. Do you know what I mean? I can't take that late notice fight. Nate had stamina John and Jones and weight on him. Fall Sorry, apart. Who, who are you saying took the fight at late notice? McGregor and well, Nate. Both. Well, yes, both. Yeah, right. right, right, both, yeah. But again, it's... it's, it's Very it's, true, yeah. It's, it's Connor's fight to take at late notice. Yeah, yeah. Several people offered it. If if Nate had said I'm up for it and Connor wasn't, they couldn't have got someone else in. If you know what I mean, it's, it's mm, Connor who's it's Connor whose yeah. whose opponent is being changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Nate yeah. again, it's fair play. I'm not saying it's it affects the win no, or lose. No, I'm no, just saying no slur on in, Nate at all. In, in, in that respect. Yeah, Connor could have gone right. This this fight card's dead because my opponent's out, and no one would have fought any worse of him. Yeah, but but again, he fought on. He fought Nate. He lost to Nate. He then he then then wanted to redeem that. He got whipped by Nate. No, he didn't. He, no, he, he lost to Nate. He lost, but he busted him he, up for he, two rounds. He won the first round, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then he he lost the second round. Yeah. Got whipped and took and, and got took down. No, and gave no, it up. Assault. How gave did he it get? Up. No, way. he lost the first. He, right, he, he won first, the first round. The first round was he was he was going to be knocked out. He was going to be knocked out. He knew he was oh, hurt. Completely. He knew he was going to be stopped. Completely. He went but down again, and he got choked. To me, that's that's but, kind of not that, the shit. That's out not whipped. I, I don't think Anderson Silva whipped Chow Sonnen. He choked him exactly. out and he yeah, submitted. Yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah. he whipped him. Conor McGregor won that first round convincingly. He outboxed him and outstruck him. And bloodied up Nate's face. Size and weight, it would have put someone outsworn him. Again, I don't necessarily agree with that because again, it's different people. A Diaz is a Diaz. They're they're hard to knock out. I didn't. I like when people like that's true. Moving up to welterweight, it's like it's the Diaz is a beasts of their own. they're hard to, no, hard to but, look at. but in, in general, yeah. like, as a sweeping yeah. statement... Again, I think the reason he won the next one was because he could could learn f- f- from it. I think you're right. I think he hit Nate with punches that would have dropped dropped most people, and he gassed, and then he got beaten. So, again, I don't, but again, I, I don't think it's fair to say he whipped him because when you beat someone up so badly in one round and you lost in the next round, that's kind of... That's not a whooping. It's a fairly close... Fight, it finished, but it's a fairly close mm. fight. If you beat someone up for five minutes of an eight-minute fight, you know I mean? you've lost. Licking, you've definitely yeah. lost. 100% yeah, lost. Yeah, yeah, there's got, no there's You no got argument. knocked out and you got choked out. And you or you got, got rocked and you got choked yeah, out. Exactly. A similar, you lost. Again, it's different or, or it's completely irrelevant. But that, again, and Nelson Allen, as your bad one, was beautiful. Because yeah. that was different. Where in that one... He caught him, and then he decided to take it to the ground. Yeah. In the Connor mm. one, he got caught. He panicked, tried to go to the ground, and got got terrible. Got yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the the Gunner one was just beautiful. That he knocked him out, and then went. I don't think flurrying is the intelligent thing to do. I'm going to drag him to the ground and choke him until mm. he taps, which mm. is fucking amazing. But yeah, so either way, he lost that fight, and then wanted to redeem that fight. Then he got his title shot. The belt had changed hands. All this jumping. So I think. There was a lot of circumstance in that situation that held up the belts. Um, as I said, ideal world, he won his belt, he moves up a weight class, either oh, wins a new one and vacates, 
what people also forget um, is that he won his, his featherweight belt when IVs were still legal. And his weight cuts were brutal as it was. Mm. People saw how drained yeah, yeah, he looked. Yeah, he looked you gone. then make IVs illegal, he could never make it back down to featherweight. Yeah. I feel that was always the plan. And if it had gone to plan, he'd drop that belt. But because of these deviations in the path, and again, not for the right reasons, the UFC, as much as it were obsessed with the marketing value of someone being a two-weight champion. So they held off long enough for him to get that opportunity... But again, it's not yeah, surely that was promised to yeah, me. Blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, to me, I think Connor's the first two-weight champion, but I don't think he's the first real two-weight. I think Connor, in many ways, he was at the time the real two-weight champion, but I think he's just set a bar for other people to try, and, to try and officially do. It's such a if tough you don't argument. defend your title, to me, I, I do believe that. If you don't but defend your title, but I don't what, think you really are the champion. that's why it's such a tough argument, is... I agree, if you don't defend your title, you aren't the champ, it should be vacated, blah, blah, blah. But equally, Connor fought, in that period, I think he fought, I think only two people fought more f- f- fights than him over those two years. What, in those weight classes? Each. In the UFC? No, no, but in each one. So No, just in the UFC, f- Fights. No, I understand your stats, but yeah. what I'm saying is for me to respect it, it needs to be in each individual class, because otherwise there's no point in having those classes. But again, that's it. That's why I, I don't think that you can say that um, it, it's hard to say you're not a champ because you've not defended when it's someone that is so active. And again, it's on the way there, he beat, he, he accepted Mendes as a, as a late replacement and won the interim belt. Again, a lot of fighters wouldn't have accepted that. He then beat Aldo, he then went on and fought Nate, he then, then fought Nate again, he then fought Eddie Alvarez. In that period, within two years, he had five or six fights, which other than Cowboy and I think Magni, no one had that many fights. So it's, no, do you know what I mean? It's still, he, it's he still impressive. Huge, he was hugely active Probably and I don't think he's a coward. I just wish he, I think he just went that way and he's, he's followed the direction of money. I it's tough as well. To, it's I tough as well because... And, and even if he was a bully, just pounded the shit the, out of people who sh- didn't deserve a the, title shot just to let them know the previous champ, he's the champ The previous that champion at Featherweight went longer without defending his belt yeah, than, than... No, no, no. Oh. Aldo. Oh, I, I went longer without defending his belt than Connor did because mm. he pulled out of a lot of fights. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. There's a, so it's tough. It's it looks like he's holding it up more because he's fighting regularly, but he's not fighting to no. defend his belt. So that's For the that weird reason, thing. That that thing I totally respect. Yeah, but I just would prefer him to stay. See, in I just think it's, it's just to make sure. I just sure, think it's not as black and white. Do you know what I mean? Do just to I mean? make sure he's the champ and stamp yeah. him out. Just go. Yeah. Is anyone else got anything to say? Yeah. Like, do you remember Troy? Started Troy when Brad Pitt stabs that dude up and then says, has anyone got anything else to say? Yeah. No one's got shit to say. Okay, to me, I, that's what redefending the belt was I, about. I, I just think it's all asterisks. Because, as I said, the original, yeah, his true, original desired plan was to have yeah. one fight straight away in the next weight class and win that. That turned into three because that's of people true. getting injured because of other circumstances. So, yeah. it's a tough one. Uh, if, uh, so that's, is that enough of our Connor definitely, discussion definitely. and argument? Yeah. Because again, I'm not pro or anti Connor in, in reality. I don't yeah. know if I, I struggle to get b- behind him as much anymore. That Alvarez fight helped a lot. Yeah. Because he just looked amazing. It's like all, did, all, did, all, all my gripes with him, and people can shit on Alvarez as much as I want, but Alvarez 
smashed the RDA. He yeah. smashed a lot of people. Yeah. He's he's a very a, yeah. a legit champ, and Connor made him look like an absolute yeah. amateur, the same as he did to Aldo, who yeah. had been undefeated for yeah. nine years or whatever yeah. it was at the time. So, yeah, I, I love it. I love being on the Connor train. I think it's fucking, it's crazy. It's exciting. It's bonkers. And but just, I, I just don't like the whole thing of just different sports. Like, I, I just, I don't like it. I just think. Stick to what you know and, and don't embarrass yourself doing something you don't. If Sugar Shane Mosley, if Manny Pacquiao, if Prime Ricky Hatton, you know, if Canelo, all of these people that are world champions, multi-weight champions, couldn't fucking... Get, uh, De La Hoya couldn't get off on, on um, Mayweather. Yeah. What fucking hell? What chance has Conor McGregor got? Is it because of how long all this has gone on that it's annoying? Because who was the 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 boxer who came over and fought uh, Randy Couture? Tony right. James, James Tony, James Tony. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And and again, because it was quite a quick thing. Yeah. It was a thing that happened. A boxer came over to him, right? a former champ, a former yeah. multi-time champ. He came over, he lost. Who's he matching? Oh, there you go. It's different sports. But because this has gone on and on and on and become the biggest deal in the world... Riddick, Riddick Bowe. Riddick, like, Riddick Bowe went, went, went... James Tony was fucking out of shape, though, right? Yeah, Carl, and, and so spent falls, finished. But by, year, by years. Mm. By years. And like, Riddick Bowe, again, spent, done, hung up the gloves years ago, goes to Thailand, becomes, wants a Muay Thai fire, gets his legs smashed <laughs> to bits within, like, two rounds, which is yeah. unbearable to watch. Yeah, because yeah, it is. It just looks like he's never known what it's like to get a low kick and just smashed him. Mm. And and you just think, right, well, that's because it doesn't work. Conflicting styles yeah. doesn't work as a sport. Mm. Yeah, Like, yeah. As, a, as a freak show, bring it on. I'll watch that in any pub car park. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, very but, true. Yeah. But I, I don't, you know... I mean, let's move on from this because this is probably boring the fuck yeah, out yeah, yeah, Because yeah, we're yeah, drunk yeah. rambling on about yeah, anime definitely, for at least definitely. an hour now. Um, we're at the 53 minute mark of this one so what do we do do we jump into some stuff and call it a night or do we, we do it let's another do another one, one. I don't know if we've got another hour in us have we what we've just it? got you look like you were asleep twice during that conversation Chris. Um, let's just try and let's just let's just end right, strong okay. here right let's do it um, a thing that I add and it's interesting because we're going to oh, are we going to end on a Craig story how long we got we've, we've we can go as long as we want. We can go another half hour if we want. Right. The yeah, last yeah. one can be a 90 minute. There's some um, stuff that I'm excited about that's left. All right. Oh, um, are we ending oh. on a Craig story? I mean, I'm not doing it now, I don't but know. have I don't, we got uh, one? Did, well, you, did, you, did you, you've, you've, did you've, 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 you said you had one. You, no, no, you've, um, oh, I, I've got a terrible memory. I'm sure I do. You said but earlier we need to, on this podcast. Yeah, I know, but what was it? What was the substance of it? Can we oh, remember? I can't remember. Anyway, let's just go on to the thing. Me and Chris had an interesting discussion where I offended Chris slightly because I assumed at some point oh, monogamy. That, that he's cheated on someone. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah. I can't believe you, f- you thought that, which is it's funny because of the Craig story. So anyone listening to these will be like, well, clearly he's a deviant and a, a, mm. a shady person. But they're all stories in while single and so on and so forth. But it was just oh, because yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. we were discussing. I was saying um, I've never physically cheated on anyone. I've had... Mm. Um, two different situations where I got 
overly flirty or inappropriate on text messages or mm. whatever and it was as fucking bad in reality it's still mm, yeah, fucking it's a betrayal it, of it, trust it, it hurt no, or, or more just it hurt someone as much yeah, the person yeah, I was yeah, in a relationship yeah. with it was yeah. it's, it's fucking hideous yeah, so, yeah. so so whilst you can pull any technicalities I've never I've never touched anyone or done anything else in those situations it's still it's some fucked up shit but still we were kind of discussing Agreed. that and um, I think it's an interesting a subject and a fascinating one and I really enjoyed I've enjoyed I enjoyed a quote from Scarlett Johansson recently and I've enjoyed Killer Mike for a long time on this mm-hmm. subject because for me the thing is it's all I, I, I think we're at a time where people are realising and acknowledging that relationships and humans it's a complex and personal and individual thing mm-hmm. um, I know people who are in open relationships that are really happy now they I also know people who are in open relationships that are really happy that say that everyone else who's in a monogamous relationship is a fucking idiot and they don't realise that this is the way to go. I don't agree with that. I think no. that's, that's bullshit. I think for yes. certain people, it's the right way to go and it's completely appropriate. And right. the yeah. thing that's, that Scarlett uh, Johansson said recently was exactly that. She said, look, I don't know if I'm made for for, uh, for monogamy. I don't know if it's, if, it, if it's in me, if it's me. Mm-hmm. And it just, it pleases me that people in the public eye are having those discussions, it's becoming a more open thing. I said mm-hmm. a while back, I think that, um, what's her name? Crazy pop star girl, um, Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. She said some really important things because she said quite openly that her sexuality is just dependent on what her urges are and yeah. needs are. And as long as no one's getting hurt, that's all it is. I'm not going to define it. And I think things like that, it, it excites me that, people in the public are having these discussions to give the youth of today an awareness that there's it's it's a fluid and constant thing. S- sexuality, relationships, it can be individual and personal. It, rather think, than just being taught constantly, when a man loves a woman, yeah, yes. and so yeah. on and, I, I and so forth. I completely agree with that, but I also think it can be. Like, um, it doesn't mean that you should, if you don't feel that it's fluid, if yeah. you feel comfortable in whatever you are, 100%. then that's okay. Don't that's go, what annoys me. Don't when, go experimenting when, because everyone else is exactly. like, you know. Exactly. And when people have that attitude of, oh, you're wrong, Ophelia, and this is an interesting one because, Stu, obviously you're married and you've got kids and from the outside, that seems like very much the right choice and a positive thing mm. and, a, and, and a great thing. So it's... The annoyance is when either side passes judgment on the other. And, mm-hmm. and, and Killer Mike had some great quotes on this when um, gay marriage was legalised in, in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did a load of posts supporting it, which is important for a member of the black community yeah. to get behind things like that. And it, But he also said, this is a great step. Next, we, we need to re- remove the taboo and bring in the legality of... of polygamous relationships and numerous other things and a lot of people jumped on him and said you shouldn't compare the two because one is a person's natural urges and one is you being greedy and his argument was gosh go fuck yourself he's like from from day one at school i've always been attracted to more than one person and that's that he he said he he said for him that is as much a natural thing as someone realizing that they're attracted to men about that mate or or women or sex me up about that is that you know if you study human history not just how you behave just watch it 
watch human history, watch the behaviour, watch how we got how we was. Mm. It wasn't through monogamy. Mm. And whether or not we, as a society, have moved on and want that, mm. that's cool. But we can't Completely. be... We, we I, can't, I, exactly. We, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. But don't go trying to push back 300,000 years of evolution yeah. just because we've decided that maybe we don't want to do that. Yeah. And so now we need to exist in a world where maybe that all that happens... But for me, it's about how you communicate that to other people around you. Yeah. And I think society, in one way or another, suppresses or relieves and allows certain things to be said and other things not to be that make people very much confused about what they can and cannot say about their sexual position without being called, uh, for a female, a slut, yeah. a man, a stud, mm-hmm. or you being a gay, straight, or whatever you know, it's it's you're being forced into these territories completely, and it, it's it's for me. I think the the major issue I have is our obsession with being busy cunts mm. and being wanted, being judgmental on everyone else's mm. business. And this this has come up with a few times recently with sex tapes being leaked and stuff like that, and shit like that infuriates me because it's 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 looking at someone going, you're wrong for doing this or you're wrong if, rather than saying you someone's wrong for stealing someone's private property and sharing it with the world they're going oh you f- filmed yourself having sex or something it's like not for you it's not your business it's not your business been, been, been forced upon you and again I think it it translates in all those areas and I think it, it, it will be a positive thing if we were brought up to have that openness to to that there's there's many different options and find the one that's that's right I can yeah for you I as, totally agree. I, as, as I've mentioned I've, I've hurt people in the past unintentionally mm. and it's at this point I don't know what kind of relationship is, is right for me it's why as, as we've discussed I oh, generally mate. just try and keep myself to myself and just not get, not hurt anyone essentially just it's, it's better at this moment while I'm I'm trying to figure those things out to just go I'm just going to chill and watch films and play computer games yeah, but um, it's yeah, it's 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 a weird one that that comes from the fact that we've been brought up in an era when you're told you meet the love of your life, you get with them, and that's it. If you're with the love of your life and you find anyone else attractive, you're fucking horrible. Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, that's reality. No, exactly. That's, that's a reality. You know what, a lot of times. I mean, it's like um, the last, literally since the uh, last p- uh, podcast we did, drunk cast. Mm. Um, I started dating a girl that um, I met at a strip club. Mm-hmm. And um, was she well, working at the strip club or attending the strip club? At, no, yep. working at the strip club. And um, is that an R-, R. Kelly song? I fell in love with a stripper. I think there is. <laughs> I don't know, but we started dancing to uh, Bum and Grind. Why were and, you uh, dancing in the strip club? <laughs> That's not how strip clubs work. <laughs> Chris turning up. Hello. Oh, I love this song. That's not. Oh, that's not man, really. The... Never come to a strip club with me. Evidently. And, um, <laughs> I've never, I've never been to a strip club, interestingly. But continue, go on with your story. And I've been to a lot, but yeah. interestingly, uh, as I've been to a strip club with you. What one did we go to, buddy? Oh, <laughs> did he get up and dance? Shit. No, but he he stayed when we left because he he thought he made a connection, connection with, with a stripper, lady. a different yeah. stripper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I don't generally, if I go, which is infrequently, mm-hmm. and um, I've. Just to clarify again, I've not not been because of any judgment. 
again, it's my, uh, my the fact that I'm at the mercy of, of of logic. I don't understand why you'd go and pay no, totally. to be aroused and not orgasm. I I, I, yeah, I understand no, 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 I the idea that. of that's of using a, prostitutes. Such an interesting concept. That I understand well. the idea yeah. of using prostitutes far more than going to a strip club because you're going. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Whereas at a strip club, there's a beginning, a middle. Then you go home and have a wank. I, I'm already at home and I'm already wanking. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't, you know, it's, it's a confusing yes, one. No, so it's no, not a judgment in it any way. It's just no, a, no, one no, of that's weird. Cool. I mean, I don't take any offence. Session to logic all the time. Um, but then yeah. I've, I've never met done a girl. that. I've, like, I, I've always found I've always found women fascinating uh-huh. physically. But then as I as I got older I've been dragged into it and that's when we went in there, me and one of the crazy party crew, Nick took me in there mm. and I met a, 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 a girl that I started to date. Mm-hmm. And um what I found really and these interesting days were free of charge. Free of charge. So no, I mean, I don't know, like every time I would put a credit card down. <laughs> Just in case. And she would put it down on something that was like the, one of those carbonated strips and she'd run it over. <laughs> and she always wanted to go to Sushi Samba or somewhere like that. But no, to nice be fair, that's not how we rolled. And mm. yet, money wise, she could have go wherever she wanted, mm. you know, she was quite wealthy. But um, it's really interesting to, when you get in that world, yeah. Realise that it's not blacks and whites. It's yeah. not that dancing or or doing anything like that is right or wrong. Oh, the 100%. Truth, the, and that's what upsets me is when I talk to people about that or people get overly excited about it and you say to some of your friends, oh, uh, well, I met her here and they're like, oh, well, I bet, well, 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 I bet I she's a right go. And it's like, well, well, no, because actually we weren't really... She wasn't. We met because she wanted to sit down, and I was literally like, I was in there, and I didn't want to I'd dance. And I was saying to other girls, I don't want to dance. And she came over. I don't. And want- I said, I don't want to dance. And she was like, It's cool. I just want to sit over here. Yeah. And that was kind of embarrassing said, for me. She said, I don't want a dance. I want two dance. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Yeah. But. But Completely. that, it's, that it's, whole it's, that whole relationship, um, whether it worked out or not, was um, was insightful because of how people were so quick to paint the perception. Uh, someone who was a dancer as um, either a slut mm. and up for certain things. Yeah, which uh, is, is it, it's ridiculous. I've over the years I've known and not known in the biblical sense, um, but I've 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 known. Guys and girls in all sorts of areas of of, of, of the sex industry, mm. which that comes under from, from girls who are st- strippers to girls who are, are models of an adult nature to girls who are cam girls yeah. to even a girl who a, a girl who is an escort and 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 guys who have worked in different areas of the adult mm. industry as well. Right, sure. And, and um, again, I've met a huge variation of these people. Some some that are more pro- promiscuous and some that are completely are the opposite who are the mm-hmm. most guarded and most defensive and most hard to talk around in, in that way that sounds yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm preying yeah. on people but yeah. and, and but, <laughs> but but in in, in in no greater percentage than the people <laughs> i've met who aren't in those industries no no 100 percent. you know i've 100%. known i've known an equal amount of girls as friends or not friends who 
are very promiscuous and who aren't very promiscuous. I think and, the, you know, the issue here is that people don't not worth. Uh, they they don't take the time to investigate. But it. that's what's the scary and dangerous thing is that assumption. It's 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 unfair and and harsh on 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 anyone working in those industries because there will be that assumption and that's where it's fucking dangerous and horrible and scary because mm-hmm. the fact is men are men and I've got friends who again in different areas of that and. I worry about them a lot on a night out because if you're on a night out and someone recognises you as a girl off of a website or off of this or off of that, then they recognise you instantly in a sexual area a sexual of their brain. Yeah, yeah. So that's fucking horrible because instantly they've got it's a different tone and a different instant and it's I've, I, again this, I've got friends who will get annoyed with me the, 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 of bikinis yeah yeah that, like the amount I'm kind of ch- checking in on mates kind of being it's something alright because it's, it's it's that fear because it's like if people are recognising you then I'd worry that those men are going to get more and more drunk but and they've totally, got a mate. sexual image of you in their yeah, head man. that doesn't match B- the reality bikini, and that B- that can be a dark Bikini, fucking night. Bikinis are the Pavlov's dog of sexism, mm. and it's not all, almost uh, men's fault that they were brainwashed to the sense of yeah. realizing when they see a bikini yeah. that it's a reason to fucking get funky over it and yeah. get exci- sexually excited because of advertising and brainwashing. Um, but hopefully, we're moving on from that. But some of us are, and some of us aren't. Yeah. But I, I, I um, we went to we were at the wrestling. What was yeah? It? Uh, I was just going to uh, mention progress. the progress because because c- c- because a Rebecca Crow who was there, who's the the beautiful girlfriend of How Jimmy Havoc, who's going to be a, a drunk cast guest in the future. But yeah, yeah. she said something online the other day that relates to this, and it's right, the bikini right. thing of the 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 whole they were asking for. Or if you're if you're a topless model, then you're asking for dick pics or things like that. Which again is that that natural thing because you're you're only known to these people as a sexual entity and her argument was a policeman asking to be shot because they're wearing bulletproof vests yeah yeah and again it's a fucking simple but brilliant argument yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same thing oh she was dressed suggestively she was asking to be you know hassled or harassed mm. no he was dressed in a fucking a padded outfit he's asking to be shot or attacked or beaten up no that's not that's not the case it's not the two things aren't aren't, aren't no. related. No, 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 no. You're wel- you're welcome to enjoy it for the art that it is, yeah. but you need to fucking control it. It's real I mean, people, and again, Stuart I love that. Stuart is furiously masturbating and quiet right now. He looks. He's very sleepy. If <laughs> no, I'm, honest. I'm fine. I'm fine. Pants. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm quite interested. You don't. Yeah, it was it, it was a fascinating one, and, and we were discussing on the way home, and this <laughs> is a, a tough conversation to 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 bring up. So I will. But we were discussing at the wrestling because of where we stand. Mm-hmm. We're up on some stairs, and it's it's a fucking weird. It's Sometimes a weird contrast. My dick hangs over the railings. <laughs> it's a weird contrast and weird world. As a male, it's hard to not glance or look at breasts. Just is not in an aggressive way or a scary way or intimidating way. It's something that your eyes are, are naturally drawn to. And we were discussing because we were both actively from that position having to try not to because you yeah, don't yeah, want to yeah. offend anyone or make anyone feel uncomfortable. And but is, is, are they topless then? No, just just again because of where we are. If girls are in, in low cut tops at all, from because we're raised up on the stairs right, and right, everyone right, else right, is sat right. down. Right. So we're at this at this at this raised position, mm-hmm. and again to highlight 
the things I've talked to you most about when it comes to anything physical is how big Roy Johnson's looking. He's looking muscly and bulked up. How 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 ripped Matt Riddle's are yeah, looking. So it's yeah. not it's not this sexual objectification, or if it is, it's of both male and female. Um, but yeah, it's a really weird world because because we've discussed in the past how disgusting it is that women have to have that constant feeling of intimidation or being seen as an object by men. But then it's we were also discussing it's it's a weird juxtaposition because as a male, I know and. And you were saying how you've been been talking to a, a colleague before, and you or no Stu, Stu in fact was saying another mate Stu was saying how horrible it is when you completely unintentionally and not in a sexual way, even if it's not that doesn't have to be someone you're sexually attracted to. Your eyes may drift briefly, and chest. then when you get seen and they feel uncomfortable and you feel like it, it's fucking horrible. But it's such a weird thing in you literally in nature have that, to have sex that you can't them. look at. You can't help but look at boobs at times. It's no, no. It's fucking weird. I shouldn't have brought any of this up. It makes me sound like I'm no, no, like no. The biggest I, I don't level, think you. I don't it's a reality. It's stuff that again, I'm. I'd rather debate it and talk about it honestly than, than, but than rather, shy away I'd from it. But. but that's the thing is that I'd rather talk about it. I'd rather talk... You, yeah. you just mentioned a colleague. I so mean, I I'm, I'll be honest. I'm hard as fuck right now. Mm. <laughs> not, not really. That was... Top five text just... messages. Um, <laughs> so, so um, my, uh, one of my colleagues um, in a previous job, she had an unbelievable set of tits, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. And um, we were way beyond anything sexual, but we would talk, and I would end up accidentally talking to her tits. Not for long. My, my eyes would slip down there, and we would both just acknowledge it and start laughing. And it was just because, like, when I talk to both of you, sometimes my eyes, being the natural roamers that they are, because I've got a brain that wants new information, yeah. I'll search for things. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I'll look, I will look at someone's chest. And sometimes their chest will be huge. And if they're obviously female and they have that, well, then you're obviously getting put into a category because of the last few it's years that it's, it's overly sexual. But I'll also say this. There's many times, despite the innocence of that, where my total sexual drive will look at female parts and I, I honestly like I know that I know she's just cracked up but I will look at women and I will accidentally objectify them because I, I they're so beyond beautiful to me I almost can't stop saying and I, it's a physical effort you know to what? not look it's, it's, it's to look away one. is the default it's hard the reason in recent years I've become more comfortable with that because and number one, where I've, 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 I've become more intrigued with a, a, a fitness, let's just say. It's become yeah, something yeah, I'm more yeah, interested yeah, yeah. in. And I watch a lot of MMA and a lot of wrestling. Yeah, so yeah. I look at a lot of men's bodies and genuinely yeah. look and go, oh, that guy looks amazing. Or oh, that looks great. So it makes me feel more comfortable or not as guilty if I notice an attractive female body. Because you're damn sure I'll notice an attractive male a, a body as well. Like, like one of my greatest annoyances of, of recent years has been... In fact, it was the last time I was here for the the hardcore listing podcast that um, Stu commented quite nicely on 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 how muscular my arm was looking. Mm. He didn't do it when the mics were rolling. He waited yeah. until we're fucking private, so I don't get the props online for got, being got it in there, though, mate. Exactly, I've got it in there at last. It was on my list. Um, <laughs> make sure Stu addresses how muscular I am at the moment, and then gives me a massage. 
I said that in the car. But yeah, I was trying to get this into a more relaxed and casual and laughy area than just going, isn't it tough to not look at tits? Three drunk guys in a shed in grey. He's going, isn't it tough to not look at tits? Fucking such a nice, so hard for men. But that's not the point. It's, it's, it's that weird juxtaposition. It's acknowledging yeah, it that all situations are more complex than, than, than the simple fucking men are horrible, which a lot of them are, but... Yeah, and also, and also, um, also, I can be like. There's, there's points where unfortunately, um, not horrible, but there's points where I forget myself to some extent. Yeah, yeah, totally. And even that, I don't, I don't feel overly bad for. This has all got hey, too heavy doing? and confusing. Can we talk about Sticky Vicky? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> so, to, uh, to talk about Sticky Vicky, we need to invite our good friend, Danny Dyer, onto the <laughs> podcast. Danny, how you doing? This is, <laughs> so this is rewinding back to our drive to the club <laughs> night, which we touched upon earlier, and then on the way home as well. So there was just some conversation going on about different... There was It was a conversation about... a pub that had pound in the pint jar strippers or something again when you were teenagers and this kind of thing so yeah. it's all it's all very Cut childish one. and then there was a mention of someone called S- S- Sticky Vicky and me and Chris were like don't know what this is about oh hey man what, who's Sticky Vicky um, and, 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 and and Ross was like and Stu were like oh it's this famous stripper in Amsterdam or something Benidorm. in Benidorm blah 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 and she used to do all sorts of stuff and w- w- would you like to say what Stu said, or or shall I? Because he said he said what I like. I like you to say it, mate. He said it, and it was just one, a one sound, and it had us in tears because he just said she'd do all sorts of things. Bloody razor blades out of a rat now. She'd pull razor blades out. Pull razor blades out of a rat now. It was just one noise, and what he was saying was she would pull razor blades out of her rat and that. Can you imagine if your mum heard you say that, Steve? <laughs> 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 pull razor blades out of a rat now. We were just in tears and tears of laughter oh, because there was almost no moderation. Hashtag rat and <laughs> It's just the beauty that it, the, the mouth didn't close for the whole <laughs> sentence. The noise started. There was no break in the noise. <laughs> it was just one. It was just his, his mouth opened and just flexed and allowed these noises. <laughs> He's like, what? What? She's going to pull what out? What? <laughs> She's pricks. I've not heard literally it. all the way home, five or six hours later. Make that noise. All the way home. We were, oh man, it was a messy journey. But only because I was impressed. There was a lot of respect for how you said that. Thanks, and, and the fact that my mum never taught the word rat and I yeah, think my rat. mum never expected a rat to pull a razor blade I, out of it I was most intrigued by that <laughs> that and just to wrap is, it up is, is that referring to she pull different things out or is that saying she pull it out of other places <laughs> no you're right you're pull right, razor right. blades out of a rat and that so I have a rat and a bum or <laughs> razor blades and a shaving well while we, while we've got here live mate so where else did she pull razor blades out I've, of? I've never seen Sticky Vicky. 
Like, but um, my 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 good friend's sister um, met her. Not Was that long Sticky ago. Vicky Craig and uh, <laughs> Craig's, Craig's sister? And, and yeah, she's been doing it for years. Like literally, probably thirty years. And, and what's she been uh, doing for years? <laughs> <laughs> Pulling stuff out of her rat and that. Said Paul razor blades out of a what? You were you was extracting sharp metal objects. <laughs> Sticky Vicky, why she used to pull razor blades out of her rattan Vicky. I just noticed that one of my other notes... Thanks, Vicky, by the what way. One of my other notes... Before we finish, I want to get my Darth story in. I want to get Darth in. Yep. Yeah. One of my other notes is my trip to the Houses of Parliament to um, be nominated for a humanitarian award for my podcast. And no I don't, way. I don't think that's something that's appropriate to, to discuss when we've just spent five minutes going... <laughs> <laughs> Because that is Buddy's the worst thing you've had that. to deal with. Sonically, that. that is going to sound fucking dreadful. Okay, so what would Buddy, you like you've to really got a. <laughs> Let's stop it now. And what would we. Is there anything else we would like to discuss before we wrap it up? Um, Craig, Craig went to Vegas, didn't he? And oh, had, a, had a gamble. Many, many moons ago, Craig went to Vegas. Had a gamble. Um, Lovely. <laughs> he, he belched. It's what not his best story. <laughs> that was it. What do you want to know about Craig in, in Vegas? Didn't we mention Craigus? That's a whole fucking <laughs> top five in itself. What you want to hear? One of them. There, there has has been a request for a top five show just called Craigslist. Craigslist. You've got a stripper story shit. about Vegas as well, haven't you? Hasn't Craig? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the Craig story we touched upon earlier that you said? Well, oh, there was a wheelchair. Um, well, the one in Vegas, the Vegas one. Well, there was a couple of oh, Vegas okay. stories, wasn't it? Craig went to Vegas, <laughs> and um, one night he was in Paris. 
which is... Uh, is that in Vegas? That's in France, France, mate. France. Oh, no, you silly billies. <laughs> no, it's got the fucking Eiffel Tower in the building. In the building. I was there. Red wine. She was serving. Oh, you're right. that. <laughs> French, the French Danny Dyer. Oh, always oh, amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry, that makes no sense to anyone else. Go on. So I was in, uh, I was in uh, was, Paris. No, I was in Paris as well with Craigie. And Craigie was there, and Craigie had found a young lady. Oh, meet this young lady. In Paris. In Paris. Under the Eiffel Tower. Very romantic. Romantic as fuck. Buy a rose, take her out for dinner. Anyway, not... I don't know, they were having a little chat. Mm. And uh, they had a little dance. And and, and I don't know if you've ever been to LV, Las Vegas, Mm. Louis Vega, I think they call it. I have, I have, yeah. I have as well. This young lady was grinding on um, old Craig's... Gren. Craig was thinking, oh man, this is nice. Yeah. And um, she's kind of cute. Not mm. his normal type, but he's thinking, what's going to. It's going down here. Mm. Craig tried to kiss her. Oh. Didn't want to know. Oh, really? Why? But I thought Craig she'd, been, thought, she'd been rubbing her v- vagina on his leg. Craig just thought, bit of a tease, yeah. this is nice, it's cool. Because that's sexy, right? Not wanting to kiss and going close to kiss and not wanting to kiss. Okay, right now, I'm glad I, I, I didn't know where you were going with that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, because that's sexy, right? And I don't want you. Whoa. Hey. This isn't yeah, the confession. When there's that flirtation and this, right. there's a bit of a chase. In a you share point. a bit of air yeah. and, and yeah. then... A anyway. chase in a not mask and rope. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was no... Gaffer tape. Uh, yeah. yeah, gaffer tape yeah. Uh, that's found in the yeah. back of my car, mate. He's, he he and, had um, a leg full of rat in that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> it was potentially... The suggestion was there. So they started dancing. I think it was. No way! No way! Hey, Creaky. what's wrong with you? <laughs> I think, out of nowhere. I think and then out of nowhere. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go, girls. Continue. So Craig gently whispered. Yeah, pull it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that, but he he eventually kissed her. Oh, okay, and she she acquiesced. I, well, yeah, obviously okay. this is not a rape story, right? Great. So they kissed, and basically, as uh, Craig pulled away, um, young lady had uh, well, Craig had noticed at that point that there was a small Coastal. little stab oh. on her lip. And Craig said, oh, what's that? In a, in a very inquisitorial Craig way, which would have been pointing in it, asking politely. And she said, oh, that's a coleslaw. Oh, actually, Craig. I actually was joking when I said that. I didn't realise that the story was going <laughs> no, there. No, Sorry, no, mate. no, 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 wait. Spoiler alert. So, so Craig threw the romance of his whiskey over his own face. Just his lip or his whole face? No, pretty much just really that's tried right. to wash his face. Oh, okay. Whiskey. And um, them coleslaws on the forehead can be a real bitch. Which was awful because it was a real passion killer. 
because you, you drenched in whiskey that yeah. you just thrown over your own face in front yeah. of someone you've never met. To sanitise yourself yeah. from an intimate in- and, interaction. And with gave you it a proper it. clean. Gave you a proper clean. That was the end of the relationship. Craig walked home from Paris, met a pimp, had a good chat with a pimp, <laughs> spoke about the whole uh, sex industry over there. Mm-hmm. Got, got back to the Aria, where Craig started to gamble. Is that... A place? It's a fucking a nice casino. Posh pronunciation of Is that not the thing around Aria. the nipple? <laughs> no, that's Aria. the Arioli, mate. Oh, right. That's right. the Arioli. So he got back to the Aria. That's got it. back to the Aria, Aria which Aria. Craig obviously Aria. got lucky with. Aria, now. Bit racist, gone. And uh, Craig had a little uh, poker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Craig... Craig had a poker he's had, contest. He's, he's he had, lost. He's had poking problems <laughs> before. I remember in, in, the, in the club in Chelmsford. Yeah. It was kind of late by Still this point. Poking right out of his trousers. Dangerous line of Craig was Little sexually charged. Little did he charged. know that oh, one right. of his friends had won about 70 grand at that point. He didn't know that at that point. One of his other friends showed up at uh, the uh, the bar that he was in harassing people I don't know really what Craig was doing I think he was being kind of polite to be honest with you mm. but uh, his mate showed up his mate was fucked up but not as fucked up as Craig he fucked off Craig started going on the gambling machine so he started playing he found his, one of his favourite uh, movies of all time Ghostbusters yeah weirdly one of my favourites yeah Coincidence. You mentioned that before. What a strange coincidence. Yeah, just, I mean, you grew up at similar times, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Who's not going to respect uh, Bill Murray? Exactly, mate. And ghosts mm-hmm. with special effects. Yeah. And um, Craig <laughs> and Slime. And Craig got kind of carried away on a uh, gambling machine. How do you get carried away on a gambling machine? You stand on it. Oh, okay. He stood on. He stood on a gambling <coughs> machine. He had, his, he had his chair, but he also stood up on it. And he stood he was, up on his chair at the gambler, I see. Well, he stood up, he got on the gambler off his chair. He climbed, he, I thought I'd, I'd misunderstood, he actually climbed on top of the He was on the gambler machine. and he was just playing it lightly, the buttons. With his feet? With his feet. With his shoes. <laughs> yeah. His shoes? Yeah, yeah. And it was good because he had... Who's enjoying this? Like everyone on the train. Literally, the, the the venue is four a.m. Mate. Oh, okay. No one's there. Yep. Um, and a, 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 um, a waitress walks past. Do you want a drink? She double takes, realizes what Craig's doing. He's having a little stomp, isn't he? She He's catches. Stomp, stomp. She grabs security. Oh. Security kind of like this. Yeah, no. They pop up and they say. Um, Oh, is it time to call it a night? And Craig's not trying to be an arsehole. Craig's just got carried away. He's having a great time. He's like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, probably, because he's playing Ghostbusters with his feet. Yeah, he's not earned yeah. any money. He's pumped a lot of money into it. Yeah. And they were like, okay, well, let's get you back home. And Craig was like, cool. He started to walk back to his apartment, and these two burly security guards were like, no, 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 no. You can't walk... And Craig was like, well, I can totally walk. Yeah. You saw me on top of that machine. Yeah. I mean, you, could, you, can, you can scowl 
a, a, a garden wall. Yeah. Ninja like. Yeah. Thing is, I don't think they'd even heard about Craig, never, weirdly. Right, right, right. That's probably half the problem then. <laughs> Idiots. I know Nevada's kind of big, but you'd have thought by that point. Mm. Would have transcended the Atlantic, yeah. yeah. It would have got over there. Yeah. So what happened? They just said, on your way, and he, he made his way home, right? No, they wouldn't let him go home, because they had to pop him in a wheelchair. Craig's in a wheelchair now. <laughs> yeah, they were That's like... Um, right? Craig, well, Craig, walk, Craig didn't. Craig wasn't that embarrassed by that. Craig was kind of like, "No, thank you, gentlemen. I'm, I'm, I'm quite all right." I'm cool, and they were kind of like, "No, you don't understand how insurance insurance works out here. We've just found you playing a gambling machine with your feet." Mm. I mean, that's quite skilled. If I, if you ask me, I, mm. I, you know, I, I thought maybe they'd come over and just congratulate you. I, yeah, I won't win. Maybe give you some complimentary drinks. I won't yeah. win any Craig mo- some complimentary. Well, drinks. <laughs> I won't win in any money. Yeah. I think I'd. I think Craig had had his fair share of complimentary drinks because he drinks white Russians. Ooh. So I think they weren't really up for giving him any more. No, he's had enough. Yeah. So they phoned up uh, my friend Ben and they were like, Mr Simpson, this is 6am. He's like, yeah. We've got a Mr Craig Gleason downstairs. Severely intoxicated. We need to bring him up to your room. And ben was like, oh, okay. And so they took they took Craig up, but they took him up um, not through the regular routes. It was kind of all the back alleys, like all past the Welsh receptionist, and like <laughs> like in casino, like all through the like, like Craig felt like a gangster who who was about to be topped, basically. Yeah, but all through all the kitchens, like hustle and bustle in, in many them places. Ways, at 4 I thought I was going to be hit, but also I think Craig thought this is a fucking lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, he got let into his bedroom. Ben welcomed him. Everything was fine except for <laughs> some other property damage that Craig caused. So yeah, there we go. God, lovely, That's horrific. I'm glad that Craig didn't hurt anyone or get in. There was no one hurt. No, too no. Much I think he broke a toilet. Craig's gone global. Yeah, went viral, mate. Craig on tour. Well, on that bombshell, shall we wrap things up, guys? Yeah. Did, did you have anything that you wanted to... I'm sure you said there was, was something you specifically wanted to discuss, Stuart. We'll save that for next time. All right, yeah, we'll save that for, for next time. We keep fucking forgetting. Oh, yeah. gosh. Well, let's end up and say everyone should go and check out um, Hardcore Listing. Oh, please do. On the Distraction Pieces yeah. Network. Hashtag HCL. Hashtag Rat and Matt. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and 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 it's gonna it's out every Monday. Yep. Um, and you've got, as we said, amazing, amazing a, a lineup of guests. Other ones that we quickly throw in there: we've got yeah. Ramesh coming on, Brett coming on, UFC star Brad Pickett coming on. So many good people. Who else we got? James Buckley. Um, yeah, they're the people we haven't even recorded. Yeah, yeah. We haven't even re- we haven't even released Elastica. Yeah. Block party. Ed Scrying. Um Ed. The great part is as, as well that you, you're going to do regular ones that are just the two of you doing, yeah, as yeah. Said, doing the viewer submitted stuff, the listener submitted stuff. Sorry, that's what's kind of. They're the most fun. Excited. Mm-hmm. They're the most fun. That's, that's when things get a little bit ridiculous. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in and sticking around for. God bless you. Three. three a messy drunk cast. And we'll be back to do another drunk cast at some point, right? We've got another. Oh, 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 we are lizards. Yes. May, May 25th. 
fifth, fourth, fourth Saturday in May. Fourth Saturday in May. Come down to that. You can hang out with us cool dudes. And uh, if you're lucky, Stu might... Uh, <laughs> You've been listening to Scrooge Pitt's Discretion Pieces.